Welcome back, Giants fans, the latest edition of the Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast. We are back to being 67% British, 33% Irish, and even through our struggles, we're still 100% Giants. Uh, with Kev returning, it's business as usual this week as we bring you a recap of the previous couple of weeks and the major talking points, including both the Dolphins and Chargers games, even though there's not much really to talk about those. Um, plus a look ahead to this week's divisional game against Dallas, um, and we'll also start to look ahead to the off-season as we now can't finish with a winning record. Um, so on December the 17th, we're officially looking towards the draft. <laughs> Lads, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Probably been looking at the draft, in all honesty, since the end of October, if I'm completely honest. Yeah, yeah so the eternal pessimist, Shane, yeah? yeah. <laughs> Forever. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, we've got to talk about draft stuff because the way we're going and the way the Bears are going... Um, we're going to have two very, very tasty picks. Um, and we kind of have a lot of manoeuvring ability in the draft. Um, so I'm looking forward to discussing that when we come to it. But um, to be honest, yeah, it's just it's, it's just been painful being a Giants fan the last couple of weeks. I mean, the last couple of games have been like hard, hard to watch. Um, this wasn't what we were sold at the beginning of the season. Uh, we were sold, you know, um, this was a team that um, the, the, the area would be proud of, uh, blue-collar mentality, um, working hard, disciplined. And to be honest, I've seen players give up. and I've seen um, be very undisciplined, give away stupid penalties um, that cost us a lot. Um, like, not to diverge too much, but like one of the things that's really been really frustrating is like, what was it, in the last two minutes of the first half, we are like 57 points to zero? Like we give up scores just before half time in nearly every single game, and it's yeah. just, still, yeah, it's just painful. It's hard. Like, still haven't scored within the two minute warning in the first half, and we're, what, uh, I mean, what, thirteen games in? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll talk talk about it in a little bit, but um, yeah, I mean, like defense has been okay, um, and the offense has just been appalling, like. Um, but I still think we're missing a few pieces on on defense, and we're missing well the O line. We'll, we might discuss that in a little bit, but um, the O line has just been revolving doors like the whole the whole season. Yeah, it has. <clears throat> yeah, we the, what, obviously we were looking forward to this season going back to um, sort of June, July, August. Um, looking forward to what the season had in store for us. And as usual, with the last sort of four, five, six, seven, eight, even sort of the last 10 years, we've been disappointed. Um, and the season's not lived up to its hype. And as usual, we're sitting at this stage of the season now with a losing record and there's no chance of actually ending the season with a winning record. We've only got four games to go. We're sitting at four and nine. The season's done, really. No matter you know, whichever way you look at it, the season's really done. So it's... Uh, it's disappointing. It yeah. is like, and, and I'm very much like, I was always play hard, play to win, because I want the current young crop of players to develop very much. And I'm still, I still, I still want that because I'm looking at players like the Quincy Rochers um, and the Aaron Robinsons, and I'm seeing potential with these players. So I want us to go out and try and win games to try and get these players good snaps, competitive snaps. But I really am on that fence now about just give me a high pick, give me a high draft pick now. So it is very difficult to watch, but um, I mean, there are some bright things, you know, and we can talk about that in a bit, but um, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, as as, as Kev uh, alluded to um, earlier, sort of a bit of a spoiler alert for uh, for Bears Watch, we are looking at two uh, very tasty picks in the first round next year, but we'll come more into that later anyway. Um, so since we were last on air, we've only gone and lost both games. Are you really surprised with that? <laughs> lost 20 to 9 against the Dolphins, 37-21 in a pretty one-sided game against the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, since the bye week, we're one and three. Um, and to be perfectly honest, like I said, the season's done. Um, we've got four games left to play, and we're really playing for pride now. Um, and you, you'd like to think that those that are pulling on the jerseys week in, week out want to be playing for pride and want to be playing for a contract next year, maybe even. You know, we're playing for their jobs. Um but before we get into the games, though, um, Dan Jones obviously missed the last two weeks with a neck injury. 
Um, some reports saying it's major structural injury to his neck as well, which could potentially be a career-threatening injury. Um, is he done? Is he is he done? In, is he done in New York? Is he done in the NFL? What's going on with him? I think, I think for me, he should be done in New York regardless. He's not. He's not the franchise guy. Um, I've never. I've, I've never been fully sold on Daniel Jones, in all honesty, and everything I've seen this year doesn't tell me any reason why I should be. He's a he's a okay kind of guy. Um, you know, he doesn't elevate the play of those around him, which you need your quarterback to do. Um, I do wonder with his injury, was he was there something else there prior? Because the, if you watch that play, he got injured on. He didn't it's look shook up. He didn't. Literally, you can't tell. The only way you know that that's the supposed play happened on is because you've been told this is the play it happened on. There's nothing at the time. He doesn't grab his neck. He doesn't get up gingerly. You know, is it something that he maybe suffered when he had that concussion back in Dallas in week three, week four, was it, or something like that? Because, um, you know, that that was a that was a tough hit that he took. You know, you've seen the way it shook him up as well when he went to walk off. So I'm wondering, is it an injury that maybe has already been had and he's just aggravated it and no one's picked up on it for whatever reason? Um, I know the Giants aren't talking too much about it, but I think has he been for three referrals now? You don't go for three referrals to three different GPs if if there's nothing too serious there. Um, so, you know, the, the, main, the, the main thing is um, I hope he doesn't get rushed back and I hope he does come back... Um, in no nice way, I just hope it's not with New York in all honesty, because I, I don't want to see him as quarterback no more. Yeah, I mean it's it's very worrying about um, the injury. Like, no one wants to see him get a career-ending injury. I mean, his health is number one. Like he has to look after his health, you know, long term after football and stuff. Um, but to be honest, you know, the tricky thing with Daniel Jones is um, we sit, we we have set him up to feel. I mean, we 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 he's been running for his life. Um, since the day he's come in. I mean, he had a decent first year and our O-line play has just disintegrated, gone down, gone down, gone down, gone down every year. And this is just what we're seeing this year from the likes of Nate Solder and Matt Pert. I, I had high hopes for Matt Pert to begin the season and he is, he's been abysmal, like, and Solder's been worse. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just, I mean, Skula hasn't been that good. Um, Hernandez has been awful. Like, there's no way he's getting a contract. Um so, I mean... The only bright spark on the A-line is Andrew Thomas. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, Billy Price has been average, but I would still be looking to bring um, Gates back or, or look to improve the centre position in the draft. Um, it's just... Yeah, I just... I just worry. Like, I've said to you to this to you guys offline, like, have, have we, have we, like... Have we broken Daniel Jones? Have we, like... Was he... Uh, have we taken good players in the draft and put them in really, really bad situations and so they haven't been able to succeed? Uh, like, would they succeed anywhere else? Like, say, for example, if we did get a Patrick Mahomes or something like that, would, would he be just as bad? Like, it's just yeah. it's a really, really all, strange all the, one. All the talk at the moment is about Russell Wilson, isn't it? Yeah. And he, like, what would he, like, seriously, what would he do behind that offensive line? I mean, if I think if Russell Wilson was to come in, I think, Barclays' uh, time in, in New York might be numbered as well. Well, the thing is, like Wilson's contract, you'd have to, we'd have to make space. Oh yeah, we'd have to give up too much, too much in draft picks, and we'd have to create space by restructuring contracts or shipping players out, which is making your uh, squad weaker anyway. So, I don't really see that as an option. Um, to be honest, I think. Uh, I know it's a little bit off topic now because we're talking about Daniel Jones' injury, but like, if Daniel Jones is able to play on, I don't think I don't think he'll play the rest of this season. No. We'll, we we'll hopefully hopefully next week or maybe th- this week we'll see a little bit, but next week I want to see a bit of Jake from. I want to see if he's able to be a serviceable backup um, for the next few years because he's only a young lad, like he's, he's only in his second year. Yeah, um, why, not? why not? Yeah, exactly. And and Can't I really really think like right? I really really think yeah. I really, really think that we cannot, we cannot draft a QB this year. But the simple fact is, we'll just ruin them again because we have nothing to protect them. So I really want us now to look at ways to position ourselves to, say, for example, make a offensive line pick 
with uh, with one of the first rounders, but the second one actually move back and try and pick up something next year to give us um, um, draft capital to maneuver in next year's draft to get into position to get what possibly could be a better crop of quarterbacks coming out. But if you pick up someone like Kenny Pickett or Riddler, Ritter or um, one of the other guys coming through, um, yeah, if you're unable to protect them, you're just going to ruin his confidence, you know, ruin him as a QB, um, and we're back again to, to, to where we are now. Yeah, I mean... I was going to say the thing is what you say there, but you know why? Why can't we trade back twice? I agree. I agree. Yeah. You know, let Let's say Evan Neal, um, Ike and Kenyon Green, and Tyler is it Lin- Linderbaum, Linderbaum. Yeah, Linderbaum. Say all that them are there. Let's move back a couple of spaces. If they're still there, let's move back again. Yeah. Let's move back to a point where you can turn and say, okay, these are the these are the four players we want. We don't mind what which one we get. But we want one of these four players, and yeah. when maybe two of them left, then you take one of them. Yeah, I'd move back with both picks. I'd move back to from we could end up having two top five picks. I'd move back to ten to twelve, ten to twelve spot, um, and then look at picking up the best offensive lineman and then the best edge rusher, and you give yourself a potential of having another two first round picks next year to be able to play with to to, to get the QB of the future if that's what. Is decided. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like if you look, look at everyone's talking about Aiden Hutchinson and um, and Thibodeau, and they are absolutely class. But I still read like Kalafis and uh, Ojabo from um, Purdue, Michigan. Like if you're able to pick one of them up in between ten and fifteen, and an off, a quality offensive line between ten and fifteen, like I pitch you a really good stead for this for the start of the season. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, obviously, going back to to Dan Jones, um, you look at his overall career stats, and they're not particularly overwhelming. Um, he's won twelve games in three years as as a starting quarterback. Sixty two percent completion rate, thrown for forty five touchdowns over over the course of I think it's twenty over thirty eight games. He's thrown for forty five touchdowns. It's not it's not good enough. Um, but that comes down to offensive line. That comes down to being protected. And I read a stat the other, earlier as well about him um, passing in the pocket. When he's got a clean pocket, he's only passed his six pass completion rates fifty two percent this year. And that's with a clean pocket. So, yeah, I think he's. I think was it. Um, I think he, uh, it's been an issue all year. I recommend with him. Yeah, I, I, I think he's not one hundred percent. Like um, Sheen was saying, I think there's a few underlining things. Um, and also, like I said, because it hasn't been protected, who um, was it? Sam Darnold was said he was seeing ghosts. And I think Daniel Jones is a see him. I think he just doesn't trust his protection. And he's he, and Daniel Jones as well. Like Daniel Jones has been accurate and been good in the past. But this season, I have seen him be very inaccurate with a clean pocket. Yeah, I said 52% with a clean pocket. And it's just, that's just not good. And I mean, he's, there's two game, two games this season. He's thrown more than one touchdown pass. There's three games where he hasn't thrown one at all. So, and yeah, we're talking about Kenny Golladay as well. Um, but- I think, I think, I think. So we hope his injury is fine and he comes back right, full health. That's what we want. I do. You boys think we should pick up his fifth option because we need to do that this off season if we decide to. Nah, you can't at twenty one million. It's just too much for, the, for what he's produced. Is it's too much, and for a franchise that's got so effectively so little cap to work with, and so many holes to plug. Essentially, do you want to waste twenty one million on a, in my opinion, less than mediocre quarterback? Yeah. I, I seen a stat the other day about quarterbacks that are under point three hundred through their first so many games of their career. And Daniel Jones in company with Sam Bradford, with Mitchell Trubisky, with Blake Bortles. He's not in great company. There's, that's not 20 million worth of company. Yeah, and I think, I think oh, it breaks my heart to say, like, but I think a new GM coming in this season will use Daniel Jones's last year of his contract just to, to ease himself in so he's able to pick his, his QB in next year's draft. Yeah, because any, any GM coming in, 
has got to know what they've got with Daniel Jones. Yeah. Every, everyone in the league knows what kind of quarterback Daniel Jones is. You know, whether whether people want to admit it or not, but you know, whether, whether it's someone who's been a GM elsewhere, an assistant elsewhere, whatever, everybody's going to come in and know, okay, I'm coming into an organisation whose quarterback is Daniel Jones, who's taken six overall back in 2019. It was a little bit of a reach at the time. It's not panned out. I think I think the decision needs to be made before we pay him a big contract because what you don't want to do is give him thirty plus million a year over four or five years, and tie yourself to a massive contract and be stuck with it. So I think, I think next year will be a make or break year. I mean, he'd have to be amazing for us to to to, to sign him. But I think you're right. I think we can cannot pick up the fifth year option. Let him play out his four years, and if with a new offensive coordinator, a new GM. Um, a new O line, maybe a new if head he coach. Shows if he shows, what's that? Maybe a new head coach, uh, yeah, maybe. But uh, we'll, we'll just say Joe, Joe, we'll get on to Joe Judge in a minute. But like, we'll say Joe Judge is staying for one more year at least. But if that all clicks, then he, you know, he would have earned, he would have earned the contract, and, you, and then you might look at giving it to him then. Yeah, he's just not done anywhere near enough to earn, a con- earn that fifth year option yet. No, uh, I agree. It's it's such a shame because when he, you know, obviously when he was picked, yeah, it was number six overall. Was a, it was a bit high for him, but his first, his first game he started against Tampa, what a game that was! And then ever since then, it's just a case of slowly, slowly got worse. Um, and yeah, I just don't think he's been right all year. I think obviously with his neck injury, I think less was made of it at the time, but I think now obviously. It's come out that he's got this injury. I think, I think that's something that's been there for the whole season, if not most of. And they've just tried to sort of get by, get by, get by until the point where actually they can't anymore. It's going to get too serious, and it's potentially, like I said, reading the reports, and if you believe the reports, it's potentially career-ending for him. Um, and until and until the it's been um, looked at properly and and a diagnosis been given, and you know. A prognosis as well. I don't think even talking about his contract is uh, at the forefront of his mind at the moment. Yeah, um, true. I mean, like, if, it, if, it, if he's done, he's done, you know. God forbid it comes back bad news that they say, look, for your health, you need to, like, give up football. And Do we draft a QB this year? This is the concerning thing, that it, it could potentially be that, a case of for your health, for your, for your well-being, you need to uh, call it a day, mate. Sorry. And no, I don't think we should draft a quarterback this year. The, the thing is, and this is this is this is a really really cruel thing to say, but is it in this organisation's best interests that it comes back career ending? Because it forces the organisation to make a decision. It, it's forcing their hand. Decisions okay. made for them. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, I don't mean it in a cruel and nasty way. I just mean from an organisational point of view, it's forcing forcing them to do something that I don't think they want to do anyway. It's amazing I mean, how this season's panned out, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the if you uh, if you look at the um, current draft order and the way things are sitting, I don't. I think we would be in a very good position to get the best QP in the draft, probably. I wouldn't to get a quarterback. I'd roll with Jake from. I'd, I'd I'd make a trade for Jimmy G for a year, a third a third rounder and a fifth rounder for Jimmy G. I'd see if Marcus Mariota fancies leaving uh, the Raiders. Trubisky, Daniel Jones got similar stats to Trubisky, so you know, I just I just do one of them. I do what the Detroit Lions have done this year. They yeah, got a placeholder. Yeah, they got Jared Goff, who's a shit quarterback. In all honesty, he's won one game when McVay ain't been in charge, and they they're going to end up with the the number one or the number two overall pick. So that's, that's the way to get for me. Yeah, I agree with that. I think yeah. Bring in, bring in a, a a decent standard veteran who's been in, who's been in the league for a few years. Maybe even someone like a Cam Newton just for a year. Why not? Yeah, can't be any worse than what we've got at the moment. Couldn't see him going down too well in New York though. No, no exactly. Probably the one. I mean, personalities big in New York. <laughs> I mean, like uh, I do hope that Daniel Jones's injury is is, is okay and he comes back and. I think he deserves a sh- one last shot. He's got, like I said, one more year in his contract, on his base contract. I'd like to see him play that out and then let the chips fall where they fall. 
if he comes out and he balls out or whatever and earns a second contract, fair enough. We move forward with him. If it's if it's still seeing ghosts and he's not performing as well, you know, we have a chance to move on then. Um, and he, you know, he'll probably go off to the Patriots and be awesome or something, you know. Yeah, probably. No, they've got Mac Jones. They don't need him. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. How oh, good he's been. Oh, mate. Rookie of the year, hands down, man, ain't he, really? The only thing that concerns me, what, what you said there, Kev, is obviously, is he just performing for a contract year? But then, but then, I understand that. I, I do understand that. I understand the perils that come with that. But then it proves that he's capable of it. He's got it in him. Does that make sense? Because, yeah. like, until now, like, I could just um, see him like having a having a ridiculous, like, you know, 30, 34 touchdowns to eight picks. And then the year after, he goes to 14 touchdowns, 19 picks, and seven fun balls. And it'd be like, oh, hold on a minute. What's good? Back, back to his usual ways. Thanks, yeah, mate. You just mugged us off. We've just paid you. No, see, I'm hoping because if he's, he's up those stats, if he's, if he's putting up the, the stats that you're saying to earn the contract, it means that he's been protected. Uh, he's, he's, he's given good plays. The play calling's good. You know, so that you know, you kind of have to roll with that. You kind of have to trust that if that happens. I mean, it would take a lot to click into place for that to happen, though. Yeah, take a hell of a lot. I think, I think the the odds on that happening, I think, are so long you you wouldn't even be able to bet on it. I and I mean, and then and just to just to just to bring it back to to the QBs, like I mean, what do you think? What did you guys think of Glenn in the last couple of weeks? No, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> you can tell he's a backup. Yeah, I mean, he is like, I mean, perennial, oh, perennial backup, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Um, yeah, I mean, he'll do the odd lovely throw, and you're like, oh, that, that's what he's got in his locker. Yeah, and then he just misses guys wide open. I mean, he threw a couple of passes that were behind people or at people's feet, and it was or, just, or he throws it into triple coverage, and you go, yeah. on earth are you doing? Yeah. He's not a great decision maker. I mean, yeah, I, think, I mean, I think that's what you expect with a backup, really, is to for him to make stupid decisions. And I think the 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 caliber of backups we've always had is a case of, you know, you know, if if, if our starter isn't playing, we don't really stand much chance of uh, of winning the game, really. Yeah. Well, in theory, he's only supposed to hand it off to Saquon Barkley. It's, it's in theory, what's supposed to happen? Yeah. Uh, and Barkley makes makes things happen, but obviously, we all know what we all know Barkley's story at the moment. Exactly. Jake uh, Fromm though I, 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 I quite like Jake Fromm he was very much a game manager in a, in a good sense of the way at Georgia um, I know he was behind um, a few players at the Buffalo but you know he's had a hopefully maybe not this week but definitely the week after I want to see more of him he would have had the playbook for a little bit and even if you had like a bit of a package for him like a condensed playbook with, with some of the plays he feels comfortable with give him like I don't know 25 to 50 places he feels comfortable with and he likes, you know, and, and have a little package for him and go out there and sort of see, see what he's got. Yeah, I can't, I don't think it can get any worse than Glenn. So, uh, why not? And uh, the season, as, as we've discussed as well, the season's a write off anyway. Yeah, exactly. And if anything, and if anything, losing the next four games is only going to get us a higher draft pick in, in the first round. So, you know, it's uh, every cloud has a silver lining, they say. Um, yeah, but did anything re- did anything positive really come from the last two games? Yeah, with each game, it's the season ending closer and closer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, like I touched so on earlier, like <laughs> it is good to see players like Quincy Roche getting decent stats. My old Larry showing that he's still progressing nicely. Right, he's not setting the world alight. Um, he's not making Michael Parsons headlines. But he's definitely shown progression and shown that he could be a very, very good pass rusher next to an elite pass rusher. Yeah, compliment. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I've not watched either game just because I've been so busy recently. Mm. Um, I wish but... I hadn't. <laughs> I mean, and, and Thomas is Thomas is showing that you know that he he is an above average to good. Uh, left tackle in this league as well, which you know is what we hoped he would be, and you know what he should be going forward. But I mean, yeah, I mean, looking at the stats from the, the Miami game, I mean, it's all pretty even apart from turnover. Mm. Yeah, even even th- even down to things like final possession. There's there's a minute in it, you know, down to passing yards. There's what, eighty yards in it. 
total plays as three or four different. So the, the stats are pretty close and pretty even. But Miami, the Miami game really pissed me off. Miami just obviously did enough to win, and we couldn't uh, couldn't convert on third downs. Obviously, the, the problem was, and the thing that we really weighed me up was there was eight minutes left, and I know because I was checking the time. There was eight minutes left. We were two scores down, and you'd have thought we were two scores up. With the mm. way we were managing that clock, it was absolutely brilliant clock management. If you're in the lead, if you're losing by two scores, I want to see a little bit of urgency, and there was none whatsoever. That that was confusing. I think, I think Joe, Joe Judge needs to seriously do some self scouting in the off season about how he goes. It's his first head coach gig, I understand, um, but next year going into his third year, stuff like that he needs to be better at, and that's on him. He's talking about players being accountable. He needs to be accountable as well. I mean, but just like taking from that game, I mean, Roche and um, McKinney, um, Roche and Ojolari both got sacks in that game. So that's good. You know, you might see a bit of development. I mean, um, Xavier McKinney's playing really well at the moment. So, I mean, uh, Julian Love stepped in and I thought has been, talk about utility, utility back and versatile. He's playing free safety, strong safety, playing in the, uh, in the nickel. Um, I mean, He's been matching up against other teams' tight ends, and I think he's on the whole getting the better of those matchups as well. So there are, I mean, the big cat. He's shown what um, what a good player he has been. He is in recent yeah. games as well. He's um, elbow injury, isn't he? Yeah, and that and that's a bit of a diner. I mean, he went out what the first quarter or early second quarter, and didn't really play much after in the Chargers game. I mean, it's a big loss. It's a massive loss, and I think. We'll probably feel that on the offensive line the rest of the season if he uh, if he doesn't play uh, the offensive line, sorry, the defensive line. You know what yeah. I mean? But the thing is, though, it's one of them as well, where I think, you know, some of the season's done. Let's not risk aggravating anything for nothing. But yeah. You know what? He's never missed, a, I believe he's never missed a game in his career. Never. You know, some it's unprofessional to an extent, but just say, take four weeks off, Leo. Take four weeks off, mate. Merry yeah, Christmas. We want you back next year. Yeah. And we've got, you know, we hopefully we're going to have a good draft um, and bring him back. But something I just want to mention quickly, because Kev's mentioned his name. Does anybody else look at Michael Parsons and think what could have been? Oh, mate. Yes. He, um, I, I took him in every single mock draft and I, and he's a stud and I wish we'd have took him. I'd rather have right now Michael Parsons and that's it than have Kadarius Tony in an extra first this year. Mate, the, the strip sack at the weekend was... Special, just to add salt to the wounds as well, like how good has Rashawn Slater been for the Chargers? Yeah, and we had both. We literally had, had our pick of both, and we went. And Tony, speaking of Tony again, Tony's out second time with COVID now. Yeah, second time he's got COVID. I mean, the talent is there, but he just seems like a bit of a numbskull, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, it just sort of reminds me very much. We need a new GM. We need to draft differently. I'm not saying the draft picks have necessarily been bad, but we just need a different set of eyes or something, or different um, person overlooking the, the drafting system and the players we draft. Like, um, there's, there's just for me, I just think there's something fundamentally wrong in that organisation that I, I don't, I can't put my finger on it. It's probably, it's probably, it's probably, probably organisation. It's probably Dave Kettleman. It's probably the Maras, but. There's just something wrong. It's rotten from the core. And until that core is replaced, I don't think this I don't think we're gonna be getting anywhere anytime soon. No. Which is why I hope to God that this is Dave Gettleman's last year. I mean, just just to just to touch on um go back to um uh Williams as well, resting like because like we want to see more of um Johnson. Do you know what I mean? The rookie, the undrafted free agent, like. I want to see more of him. He's, he's, he's sort of like shown flashes when he's been playing and stuff. You know, this is what this is about now. Like we were saying, the season's kind of over. Let's see what a lot of these young players have got. Give them reps and give them experience. Maybe the fact that we're not in games and we are lose, like losing, we can't, you know, we're not trying to win games or we're not pushing to win them um, because we haven't got the talent or the direction from the staff, coaching staff. Um, you know, we've been able to play young players and get them snaps that would normally get them. Yeah, and the thing is, like you said about the coaching staff, obviously 
the moves we made from the coaching staff in the off season and you know it just it just hasn't materialized this year and it just hasn't we haven't pushed on where we thought we were going to push on and we've regressed where we assumed we would regress or we've stayed the same where we thought we would stay the same as in the offensive line hasn't got any better um i just yeah i mean we've been really unlucky with the offensive line as well we have injuries have been a huge thing um like put Bredesen came on for what is it? A couple of snaps the other day and got injured straight away. Injuries suck, and I, I don't know. I don't know what what's what's our big issue of injuries. Are we are we over coaching? Are we over, like are they? What the thing, I thing is, I don't. I, I, we can't use injuries as an excuse. Oh no, not at all. The amount of players the Ravens have got out currently, they've got yeah. a winning record. The amount of players the Packers have got out injured, they've got a winning record. Yeah, it's not, it's not an excuse. It's just it's an you look at different parts of the overall overall reason. I mean, injuries is just a, a part of it. I mean, coaching, offensive play calling, uh, O line being shaped like these are more prevalent things. These are things that are, have a bigger reason to why we're so bad. But yeah. injuries is a small part of it as well. Yeah. So Dave Gettleman, obviously, he's in his in his fourth year. And it's going to be his last year, isn't it? Let's face it. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think like they're going to let him retire at the end of the season? That's. Do you sad. think? Do you think they should let him retire, or they he should, should just? Sacked. Yeah, he should be sacked. Yeah. Should you shouldn't be rewarded by saying, "Oh, you know what? We will let you hold your head off. You've done a shit job the last four years. Get out." Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he has done. Especially because they announced recently that you can start interviewing GMs earlier than not. Is it like week sixteen or summit? God. I'm, I'm sure I really hope. I'm sure they have an extra new rule about when you can interview GMs. So he, he should be on notice now. We we need to kneel this, don't we, lads? We need to kneel this GM appointment. We yeah. do. The simple that we can't afford another four year setback like we've mm. had with Dave Gettleman. So that's what we've had. We're, we're really silly. We're in a better position than when he took over. Yeah. I mean, obviously, before Gettleman took over, we had Jerry Reese, who. I mean, that's, we all know what happened at the end of the Jerry Reese tenure as well, but... We've still got two Super Bowls. Yeah, he did. You know, in 10 years he was with us, he won two Super Bowls and he, he did a great job, but at the same time it ended a bit... Yeah, I was poor. He needed to go. He did need to go when he went. Obviously, yeah. it was the right time. Was but a... Gettleman has just been awful. And just, I don't know, I was never a fan of the way, like, kind of his contempt for, for, for fans and for the media who were asking questions... He always like came across that really smug and as if he was the smartest person in the room and like he had the master plan and we were all idiots for doubting him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And but he just hasn't they had five in our role, Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. No, but I I'll I'll be interested to see who uh, who comes in. We need someone completely out of our organization that's coming in with a fresh pair of eyes. Um and that's gonna turn it around. And isn't scared of making changes. Yeah, we do need that. You're right. I think Shane said um, off air, like it can't be Kevin Abrams. It can't be someone who's who's inside that we, we need to start afresh with someone who's not like a yes man to the Mars. If, it, yeah, if, it, if it's if it's Abrams, it's just going to be a continuation of the Gettleman era. It's just going to be the next three or four years are going to be the same as what they have been the last three or four years. So it needs to be a complete change. It needs to be fresh and new and exciting. Um, and if they want their own head coach, they get their own head coach. Yeah, when coming on to head coach is Joe Judge. What does Joe Judge's future look like? He should be sacked. He's just a lawyer. That's all that guy is. He's a lawyer. You know his his press conferences every week. It's like a broken record, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, and when it, when is he going to come out and actually give a real honest answer rather than I'm impressed with what I've seen. I'm impressed with this. I'm impressed with. Just tell us how, tell us what it is. Tell us how it is and what what's going on. Apparently, apparently, right. I heard somewhere because I get frustrated with his press conferences now as well because it is very much like he tries to pick out the good things or like okay, there's things that I can see improving, uh, blah blah blah. You know, we're not executing well, blah blah blah. Apparently, he is behind the scenes like roasting the players and telling the players like how it actually is, but yeah. he doesn't want to roast them in public um I mean, nobody's but, nobody's expecting him to sort of name names in public but just you know what what went wrong like why why yeah. why are we why why is the offensive line not performing you know exactly 
I just want to take a bit of ownership for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're losing. Tell us like, you know, what you what you're trying to implement to 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 to, to turn it around. Mm-hmm. Like have this blind faith, asking us to have this blind faith is really wearing on me now. It says that, but for me, like, okay, yeah, yeah, Joe, you might be you might be like actually ripping into him in the dressing room and that, but guess what? It ain't working because we're still losing every week. Mm-hmm. So maybe you do need to throw someone under the bus. Maybe you do, want, do need to show, you know, some, I'm not going to be this Mr. Nice guy no more because I'll bollock you every week in the dressing room and after every training and then we get out there on a Sunday and we don't compete for 60 minutes like I said we would. We don't punch people in the mouth for 60 minutes like I said we would. And we certainly don't put a product on the field that I said we'd be proud of. So maybe you do need to start naming people in the media. Uh, you're right. I think he needs something needs to change because he hasn't done all those things. And if you don't do the things you say you're going to do, then your job's on the line. You're held accountable for it. And it's for his decision making. We don't want to go for it on fourth and two, fourth and three. We'll go for it on fourth and eight. What yeah. worked that one out to me? Someone tell me. Yeah, that. I don't understand. I literally like. I, I was there thinking the other day, like, like how can I not make excuses, but how can I like to rationalize it? Do you know I mean like make sense of it? And, and I can't. I he just makes bad decisions now. Is what it looks like. And it's like it's like we sort of said about it earlier about his clock management. I just. He needs a lesson in clock management. Yeah. He really, really does. You really, uh, I, know, I know it gets like thrown about quite a lot and that like Nick Saban's this college guru and Bill Belichick is this NFL guru. You wouldn't think Joel Judge would come from either of them. No. Because he doesn't. You, no, you would expect to see some traits of each of them in him. And, and there's, there's nothing. There's nothing. Nah. Yeah, but yeah. I think the Mars believe that uh, they've got their um, the next Bill Belichick. Yeah, the only trait I see of Bill Belichick and Joe Judge is the fact that he knows what answer to give in the press conference. Mm. Bill Belichick's very good at doing that. He knows he, he knows the right answer to give. And when you've got so many Super Bowls, you can you can do that. You can yeah, do exactly. that. Media. It is tricky. Like like so, what would what would you guys prefer to happen then? Okay, um, would you prefer a GM to come in and work with Joe Judge and try and turn this thing around? I want to see or, that. Or would you want to see a GM come in and just fire everyone? Clean house, my defensive coach, uh, my head coach, defensive offensive coaches I like, all my picks. Like, it's yeah, just completely. Give Vince McMahon on him, just fire the lot. <laughs> so we've got one for fire the lot, and we've got one to come in and work with Joe Judge trying to run because you don't want to lose um, Graham either, like, do you? No, no. I think I, I want to see Judge with a new GM for one season. And if, it, if it's still the same result at the end of next season, bye-bye, see you later. Then you can then bring in your head coach, whoever you want. But I think there is something about Joe Judge that I do like, and I think he's yeah. good for the organisation. Um, but he's not living up to his expectation at the moment. I mean, he's got to, what, 10 and 19 record over a year and one, one season and 11 games. I, I think I think I'd like to see the new GM come in, work with Joe Judge, Joe Judge, and the GM picking a offensive coordinator that Joe Judge wants because he hasn't had his offensive coordinator. Nice. Um, give give some help on the old line. Um, I mean, get rid of Ingram, and we need to draft a tight a tight end, uh, or of course sign a tight end. But um, yeah, and just and see and see then. Joe Judge will have his staff. I want to see what, what happens when Joe Judge has a proper staff and a good a good draft, a non-Gettleman draft. Yeah. So um, the, the thing for me is though, he's got to not earn it, but I want to see see reasons as to why he should be given that. And I've not seen anything that tells me he should be given it. I know, but I think like <laughs> I think like I agree with you, but it's almost like he is going to be there next year. So it's kind of like I'm trying just to accept that. Do you know what I mean? Because oh, it's going to happen. And that way I won't be disappointed. Fired. I want everyone fired. P45s <laughs> and everything. The, what, I've, what I've looked at as well is obviously um, since since Tom Coughlin left the inn in 2015, obviously the coaches we've had in, obviously Ben McAdoo, um, two seasons, a 13 and 15 record. He's got a better record than Joe Judge had in that course of that time. And he lost his job. So... You know, I know Jerry Reese is the GM at the time and, and obviously things have changed, but 
is Joe Judge any better than uh, than Ben McAdoo at the moment? Well, at the moment, no. But I think the the, the organization hope that going forward he will be. But like like Sheen says, he hasn't earned that. No. But he's going to get it because they obviously have faith in him. Okay, yeah. he sacked. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. Your your name's not John Mara, my friend. I'm having words with John. I'll have words of him. I met him, didn't I? So, you know. That's it. He's your mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, got his number. I'm joking. Um, but no, it just I want to see I want to see some some pride and some passion in these last four games. Um and just 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 fighting, just fighting every play, fighting for each other, you know, playing for each other, playing, you know, just do something, just do something, you know. Um not too much stuff. We want a good draft pick. Yeah. Let's just get that out. We don't want to. We don't want to go from like pick in the top five to mid teens all of a sudden. Yeah. So before we before we move on, then, what do you want to see from the rest of the season? Like what what's because we want to draw high draft pick, obviously. But so so how does that look? Like how does the rest of the season look? That's, for a, you that's the thing. Now you sort of playing, just, playing all the youngsters. So Jake Frost in at quarterback. Call yeah. us call us a Wilson up. Let him get some reps on the old line, playing Matt Pert every week, yeah. sticking with old Jalari and what role Shea. Um, I'd, I'd play Aaron Robinson as, as CB. Yeah, why not? In all honesty, I'd, I'd honestly, in, it's a conversation we'll pick up at some point. James Bradbury's got to be questioned. I believe cutting him next year could save 24 million. He's not played brilliant this year at all. So, you know, let's get, let's get Aaron Robinson out as CB2, CB1 if you want. You know, let yeah. reps and get get all that. You know, let's play the safeties. McKinney and Love, Logan Roy is on the decline. Great yeah, I agree. It's not really worked out. You're not going to be in the team no more. That that's where I want to see youth developed properly. Yeah, I mean, we're between a rock and a hard place for the rest of the season, aren't we? Let's face it. Yeah. Um, I mean, are we we're not officially out of playoff contention yet, are we? But it's, you know, it's you know, it's done. You know, it's a done. Year. Yeah. But let so why not? Yeah, let's let's put the youngsters out there and see what they can do. And our mate Gary. Yeah, exactly. Our mate Gary. Exactly. You know, um, and you know, who knows what's going to happen with Saquon? I don't know. But put put put, put Booker in there. Make give Booker the reps for the next couple of weeks. Give like say. Book, book, Booker's look solid, you know. Exactly. I think Booker's look more impressive than Barkley has. I well, Barkley I mean, we'll talk has... about it in the off-season, but um, just quickly, Barkley will play on his fifth-year option next year. Mm. What type of contract is he going to want the year after? A big one. And do we give it to him? Well, I think he's, I think he's got to be realistic as well of his expectations. Yeah. He, he can't expect a McCaffrey-like contract. He, he just can't. If he does, he's delusional because no one's going to give it him. No, yeah. no, I just I, I don't know. I don't know with Barkley again. Again, picked what second overall in 2018, and we ruined him. It's it's one of those things. But oh uh, yeah, I just want to see us be competitive. I just want to see us. I don't. I, you know what? I don't really care if we lose all four games. I just want to see competitive football. I want. Don't want to be embarrassed every week. You know, we've got Dallas this week. I don't want to. I don't want to play Dallas and they embarrass us. So, so that's it with, with the games we have three games three of our last four games against divisional opponents mm-hmm. do you want to win them or lose them that's the thing do you, do you tank to get a better better draft pick or draft pick or do you do you play with pride and try and win some games well, that... I, I kind of agree with Shane I'd, I'd, I'd play all the youngsters now 100% yeah get, get the and, and, and hopefully hopefully and if you go out and win the games with the youngsters fair play yeah exactly exactly that'd be class I'd, you know, I'd suffer a, 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 a slide down a pick or two, like if you're able to do that, because that's really good progression and really good um, experience for those young guys. Yeah, and if you lose those games, at least you're like, okay, we lost them, but at least we tried to give the young fellas playing time and that will benefit them come next season. Yeah. Well, even if you lose with production, mm. you know, if, if we lose and Ojalari, Ellison Smith and Quincy Rocher combine for six sacks, am I bothered? No, that's Happy what days, yeah, yeah. You know, if I see Aaron Robinson gets an interception, sweet. Winner, exactly. Exactly that. 
Um, talking of uh, of the draft and everything like that, it's uh, it's time to catch up on uh, Bears Watch. <laughs> so, according to Tankathon.com, uh, we currently sit at number five and number six. So Chicago's pick at number five and our pick at number six. Um, Chicago's slightly ahead because of their strength of schedule is slightly weaker. Um, would you be happy with a five and six? Oh, would you? Um, yeah, I would. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good spot. I mean, it takes us out of the Thibodeau and Hutchinson race, um, but it, it puts us right in the um, best O-line available uh, position. Yeah, man. Just got to look at who Chicago have got the the last four weeks. They so, so play Minnesota twice, they play Seattle, and obviously they play us in week 17. So, I don't... Maybe they, they might get one or two wins in that space. Seattle are obviously on a, you know, having a shocker of a year. Minnesota are sort of the standard average Minnesota that they always are. Um, and if they come up against us on, on a good day for us and they lose, or if they come up against us on a bad day and they win, either way, it's it's not really going to affect us too much. So currently they're sitting at four or nine, the same record as we have. They're third in their division. We're bottom of our division. Um, it's looking rosy for the 2022 draft, put it that way. Um, it's, there's plenty of capital to play with there. There's plenty of uh, options that our new general manager will have going into the draft. Who knows what they're going to do? We'll only find out in due time, I suppose. But it'll be exciting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Seattle, to be fair as well, can do us a double fiver by beating the Bears. Because obviously Seattle comes yeah. to the Jets. So if yeah. Seattle win, take, get another one away from us whilst also giving the Bears, so Seattle can help us out massively whenever, whenever, whatever week it is they play the Bears. 16, that's Boxing Day, they play the Bears. Something to watch. Yeah, yeah well, will you, be, will you be watching our game on Boxing Day, Boxing Day against Philly? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It's, it's Philly Giants. suck. Giants Philly, you've got to watch that game, man. Um, but no, I'm, I'm interested to see... Uh, what happens the rest of the season and, and where we end up in the in the draft order for next year, that's for sure. Um, but Bears Watch coming at you next week to bring you the latest on uh, on Chicago. Um, and the last bit, last bit I want to sort of touch on that's happened in the last couple of weeks is, is Michael Strahan um, going into space aboard uh, aboard Elon Musk's uh, SpaceX. Was it SpaceX he went on? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. First, first, first Giants player ever in space. Good lads, what well I mean. Was- I think um, Danny Amendola put a t- put a tweet out there saying it's weird knowing I'm sat next to Michael Strahan when Saturday he was in space and then today he's in Madison Square Garden. It's <laughs> so random, mate. That's you know what that's that's something I've always, always, always wanted to do is to go to space. So I'm a bit jealous of him, but he's got the money to do it. I haven't, so you know, fair play to him. But no, good to see a giant in space. That's for sure. Um, coming up on Sunday, obviously, we've got the Dallas game. Um, do we really hold up much hope for the Dallas game? No, I mean, is it is it sad I'm looking forward to watching Michael Parsons, Penn State kid? You know, you know he's going to come up against our O-Loy. He's just going to absolutely abuse Nate Solder, isn't he? I mean, did, oh, you, yeah. did you see Sean Slater just dominating Lorenzo Carter the weekend? Yeah. You know, Why is Carter getting snaps now as well? He yeah. hasn't earned another contract. He'll be, he has to go in the summer. Yeah, I don't know what that's... And the off-season even. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, we, we look, we're going to lose to Dallas and we're pretty much going to hand them the division, aren't we, really? Um, but I'm not surprised they're, they're in the position they are. They're the strongest team in the division by far. They are. Like, look at their O-line. Yeah. We're, trade trade our O-line for their O-line and I'm laughing. The thing is, they've they've always been consistent on their O line for for as long as I can remember. They've always been consistent. They've, they've invested first round picks in their O line for numerous years. Exactly, um, and it's it, it's paying off. You know, I mean Zeke Zeke's not having a great year, but they've got Tony Pollard in the backfield as well. He's 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 doing well. So they're strong. They're O line. Now just look at their like look at their receivers compared to ours. Mm-hmm. Like they drafted C D Lamb last year. He's on the field every week. We only this year. He can't get on the field. They just consistently produce week in, week out, don't they? Yep. 
Um, I mean, Amari Amari Cooper is just outrageous. And, it was and like their their defense. What's that? Yeah, second. It cost them a second round pick to trade for him, was it? First, wasn't it? I was it was first, but it was, but it was like nineteen or twentieth overall. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's just outrageous, Amari Cooper. I mean, like you know, and they, they the, the the defense has been suspect for so long, and then they go and draft a playmaker on defense this past past, past year, and look how that's changed. I mean, if we were able to like this season draft an age player who could make a difference the way the Parsons made a difference to the Cowboys, you know, th- that'd be huge for us. Yeah, because I believe we kind of have other pieces in place. Uh, we probably possibly need another linebacker, but yeah. Yeah, I think I think Cooper's got better since he went to Dallas. Definitely, he was he was he was great in in Oakland, but I think he's just got better and he's just yeah. improved as a player since he went there. Um, I think he's what is it, six touchdown catches this year so far. Yeah. I mean, um, who's their cornerback? They picked up in the second round as well. He's been having a great season. Right. Uh, is it Trayvon Diggs? Yeah, yeah. Mate, he yeah, leads yeah. the league in interceptions, doesn't he? Yeah, they got him in the second round. Yeah, we got a Jalari, but you know, he's he's had a solid year. See what I mean, though. Like we drafted wide receiver Tony, they drafted CD Lamb. We drafted Andre Baker, they draft Trayvon Diggs. We draft Saquon Barkley, they drafted Ezekiel Elliott. We draft Daniel Jones, they drafted Dak Prescott. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like everywhere across the board, it's like you know, shit. We drafted um, Tay Crowder, they got Leighton Van Der Esch. I know it's mystery relevant versus 19th overall, whatever he was, but still, it's what happens when you don't put the value into the the, the, the positions that you need. Yeah, and that comes from them having a uh, a mastermind and Jerry Reese behind the behind the team, doesn't it? Really, I mean, yeah, but like I said, we've we've got draft capital now. That's why I think uh, uh, the appointment of GM is huge because we have pieces to work with mm-hmm. to build something going forward. We just need the right person to make the right picks. Yeah, you're not going to hit on all of them, obviously, but you know, the more tickets you have, the more chance you have to win. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And obviously, the week after um, on Boxing Day, up against um, the Eagles at the Clink, um, that's going to be an interesting game. Um, I can see, I can see us losing that game as well. Really, Who's, is is Minshew their starting QB now? Is it still hurts? He is, he is this week, I believe. Um, and you know what? Whether you love him or hate him, it's uh, the the first game he played was it last week? Mm. Um, to come out and win the way he did, fair play to him. Did you see the celebration with his dad in the car park afterwards? Yeah, that was that was, was nice to see, man. Um, but at the same time, I hate Philly still. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't I can't see us beating them the way we're playing at the moment, the way they're not particularly playing very well either, but you know, it's uh it's one of those games that especially on the road in Philly, it's always a difficult one. And I think with if we go with if we've still got Mike Lennon at quarterback, we've got no chance of winning that game. No chance. I'm hoping by then we'll have Jake from to be honest. I, I hope so. Just those last three games. I don't think from what he might get a few snaps this weekend against Dallas, depending on how the game goes. Um, but I think from from week sixteen onwards, I think we need to go with from um, and just just give him a, you know give him a, give him a run out and see how he can do, see what we can do. Um, but at this, like I said, at this stage at this stage of the season, we are now looking towards the off season. Um, so what what do you think are sort of biggest needs in the draft are? We've already discussed offensive line and edge. Or what other needs in the draft you think we need? See, I have this real tough battle with myself, I do, over need versus BPA. And I think it's a really, like, I look at it and I go backwards and forth. Like, people say you should never, you know, you need to draft needs, you need O-line. You do, but the value's got to be there as well. So I've seen a lot of mocks recently um, linking us with one of our picks, taking Carl Hamilton. Now, he's, he's, for me, probably one of the top three talents in the draft. I'd probably, I'd probably put him in there with Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson. Now, people go, oh, no, nah, that's stupid. All lines are need. It is. But what happens when you what happens when you draft the need? You start to reach. If you look at it, 2018, we took Barkley. 
best player available on the board was probably Quinton Nelson. In 2019, we took Daniel Jones. Josh Allen was probably the best player available. You know, we took Andrew Thomas, best player available, probably Justin Herbert. And then last year, best player available, Michael Parsons or Rashawn Slater. So as drafting for need, really were. And I, I, I find, and it's, I think it's a conversation we, we we can really get into in the off season, to be honest. Um, but I think we do need O line at one point. We need linebacker, and I, I do think we need safety as well because obviously we don't know if Pep's going to be back. Mm. Uh, Logan Ryan has said getting older is regressing. You know, you you want more than just McKinney and Julian Love back there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like, if we picked Carl Hamilton, like, well, first of all, I'd be delighted. I wouldn't have been, <laughs> been a Notre Dame player, but... Um, I wonder why, Kev. But, but no, I think, because I think um, Julian Love suits that utility back position, like, because you teams play with three um, with three safeties all the time. Uh, it's quite popular now. Um, and like I said, I think Logan Ryan, I think he's coming to his last legs now. I think he's on the way out. And it all depends what Pep wants contract-wise. Um his contract's up, so you know I could see something like that. I mean, like I said, if we come, if we come out if we come out with a starting right tackle and best player available with the first two picks, I can't really argue with that. Now, if best player available turns out to be someone like Kyle Hamilton, or it turns out to be someone like um, the edge of the edge of Purdue, Kyle Laftis, um, or Michigan Zojabo, you know, fantastic. Um, but um, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's quite a deep draft this year. Um, not many QBs are sort of creeping into the top five. So um, I'm kind of hoping, kind of hoping do, someone might want to jump up with us. Do we need too much? If you think about it, we need at least two O-line. Yeah. The argument about quarterback. So I'm not going to count quarterback, but some people might say that. We need an edge guy. Yeah, potentially going to need a safety. Yeah. In my opinion, we could probably do with a linebacker as well. Hundred percent need off ball linebacker. When you start getting into that fourth round, it, even the third round, as we've seen with Matt Pert, it's a bit of a crapshoot. So you do know, know what I would? Do you know would it, would it, space? Yeah, do you know what I think we need as well? I think I think maybe the third round is a sweet spot for a running back, a future running back. Yeah. So you know, is it one of them? Do we potentially need? Too much here in it's not like, be in one off season, mm. no cap space. Yeah, we've got to look at who's coming up as well because don't forget, like Martinez and Bradbury next year is the last year of their contracts. Yep, now do you extend them, which brings your cap hit down a bit, but you're extending them and giving them more money, obviously, for future years, or do you look to draft their replacements now? And again, like I mentioned earlier, you know, Bradby, Bradby for me has got to be a serious cook candidate. You know, he, he, a new GM comes in, it's not his free agent signing, so he's not that arsed about it. He's yeah, not really yeah, played yeah. to the level expected yeah. and that he's earning this year. So then if you cut Bradbury, cornerback becomes another need. Yeah, like yeah. You know, in the summer, we were like, why are we signing Dolby Jackson? Why are we drafted Aaron Robinson? We don't need cornerbacks. But all of a sudden, we're finding ourselves in a position where actually we probably need it more than we realise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like literally, yeah. We 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 could add uh, every position near enough, to be honest. But um, yeah, I think I think the main ones would be offensive line, edge, linebacker, CFD, and possibly, possibly, we would look at adding a wide receiver because uh, Shepard has struggled to stay on the field. His he's got big cap number next year. It's very treatable, very cuttable. Um, do you know what I mean? It's, um, and Slayton just hasn't, he's his just in big moments, he just hasn't made, uh, hasn't stepped up. No, he's been, he's been another one that's just been disappointed this year. Um, starting off the year as wide receiver too, and he's just not done anything really, is he? But then again, it comes down to sometimes comes down to quarterback play as well and play calling, yeah. and, and it just, it, for whatever reason, this season just no, has not worked. And yet again, it's another write-off. So, but even still, I'm still glad. To, I'm still proud to be a Giants fan. I still, I still. I but still I mean, it, it is like I mean, like we are dying, and all the fan base is dying, and it it's it's getting harder and harder to sit down on a Sunday night and, and watch sit through these games. Yeah. Um. I remember I, you know, 
begin the season or you'd get a you'd get a few beers in the fridge, you'd sit yourself down after the old Super Sunday in Sky Sports, mm-hmm. get yourself ready for a Giants game, you know, have a few beers, feed up, relaxing, um, try and get a win. And it just seems like, you know, it's, that's getting harder and harder and less enjoyable each week. Well, but, you know... I haven't, watched look, the last two, I haven't watched the last two games, so, you know. <laughs> well, exactly. But, like, you know, now if we can get the right GM in, I'd be interested. See, I don't, know many, I don't know many candidates out there. I wouldn't be able to give you names of who we could look at and blah, 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 that type of stuff. It might be a case of, of waiting to the off-season and seeing who we're linked with and then reading up on them and... Or, or, or just whoever the appointment is, sort of like reading up on them afterwards and getting behind them. But, you know, a new GM comes in, fresh ideas. Um, do you mean then then the draft will be exciting because it won't be a Gellerman draft. It'll be the new GM's draft and their vision. So it'll be really interesting to sort of see where they go. And obviously, when me and Shane start doing a bit of our um, finalising our draft boards and do a bit more research in the draft when the players start declaring because between now and um, Jan- mid-January all the players will declare for the draft so we'll know who's definitely in the draft so come the end of the season um, we'll be able to talk about players who are actually in the draft and and then um, talk about who, who who fits who who we could get excited about and stuff like that um, so um, yeah, it's not all doom and gloom yeah, to be fair, like with with GMs, I've already started looking at GMs. In all honesty, um, and there's a few that spring to mind for me. I'm not going to go into them now, but you know, all you got to do is just look at what other franchises have been successful. You know, you, you, who would have thought that we might potentially be looking at a member of staff from the Browns? Oh wow, yeah, that's because the Browns have drafted well. The Browns have done well. Similar with the Colts, you know, but they're, they're the, a perfect example of what we could be. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the one name that I know stands out for me quite a lot is Ed Dodds. He's the Colts assistant GM because the Colts have drafted brilliantly the last sort of yeah. three, four years. Ever since that Nelson draft, they've drafted brilliantly. Ever since that draft, I've looked at their draft, right? Because I love Quentin Nelson, obviously another Notre Dame player. Like I remember Quentin Nelson um, in high school and him coming to Notre Dame, like we were recruiting him and then following his whole um, his whole college process anyway so since that draft I've always looked at their drafts and I've always been like oh that's a good spot for them oh that's a like they've got that player in a good spot that's a good player and then seeing them on Sundays like look how good Floyd's turned in is it Floyd Leonard who's Leonard who's their linebacker the awesome linebacker they've got? Uh, Darius Leonard Darius Leonard yeah and I was like oh he's an absolute beast like you know and just like seeing some, and they drafted really well. No line as well. Like, you know, they got like Nelson Kelly. Um, oh, who's the big right tackle? Just signed a contract extension from Auburn. Anyway, I can't remember his name, but you know, and they've they've just yeah, they've done really well. First and second round picking up O linemen. Um, yeah, and I just think they do draft well. So that that is a good shout actually. And, and then you got the specialist what Michael Pittman. I've drafted Jonathan yeah. Tyler. Not a first yeah. round running back. Hey. I know. He's had a break. Yeah, he, well, Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor had a better college career than Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's had a he's had a he's had a stellar year, Jonathan Taylor. So that that's just one teaser, anyway, into a potential GM who I'm sure <laughs> John Mara will not look at. Obviously. No, of course he won't. Of course he won't. Have a word, Dad. Yeah, I'll, 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 give, I'll give him a call, shall I? Yeah, John. God, I do. I don't know if I want to do a podcast with Sheehan. If Kevin Abrams gets announced, <laughs> to be honest, I'd, I'd, I, I wouldn't really want to do a pod if Kevin Abrams, Kevin Abrams announces our GM either. To be, to be I might honest. have to do it like two weeks after the announcement. Yeah, <laughs> let, me, let, it, let it go first. After you've calmed down about it, yeah, yeah. No, it, then, everything he, then everything he does will be wrong. Why yeah. is he drafted him? Why is he getting him a free agent contract? What do you do? He's sack him already. Yeah, <laughs> just like we were with Dave Goldman, right? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, now that is all, t- all we have time for this week, Giants fans. Um, and with Christmas Day only eight days away, this is probably going to be our last show before Christmas. Um, so myself, Shane and Kev would like to wish everyone, uh, all listeners, a Merry Christmas. Um, and hopefully we'll be back before then. But just in case we're not, Merry Christmas to you all. Um, guys, anything to add before we go? No, I'd say everyone have a good Christmas and a good New Year, obviously. Um family takes priority this time of year. So fortunately, as much as we love doing this podcast, it does get a little bit hectic. Um, but, you know, if we're not back before the end of the new year, 
we 100% will be back in the new year. Bumper episodes covering the, everything to do with the draft and free agency. Um, but looking forward to it. So I hope you two guys have a good Christmas and a good new year. And likewise to all the listeners. Yeah, just to re- reiterate what you guys have said. Um, yeah, just enjoy yourselves. Have a good Christmas. We will be back um, talking Giants and we'll try and be a bit more positive on the next pod. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's nice to have something to positive to talk about. And I mean, hopefully we'll have, um, you know, Jake Fromm to talk about and potentially his future to go through. Um, but yeah, it would be nice to be able to get on before the new year, but we can't promise it. Like we said, we're all busy this time of year. So um, yeah, Merry Christmas, guys. If I don't speak to you at any point in time, I'm sure we will do. But Merry Christmas to you, to you both. Um, we are here to stay. You can count on that. Um, just unfortunately... You know, it's not. It's not. And it's the the season hasn't gone how we wanted it to. But we are here to stay, and we will be back with you very, very soon. Um, we love the journey. We love what we're doing. Uh, we love the Giants, um, and we don't plan on ending it anytime soon. Um, as usual, gents, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure, um, and it's been a. It's been a. Even though it's been a a, a, a bit of a down season, it's been a, it's been great covering the seasons but you know with you both um so thank you very much and uh as always to the listeners thank you very much for tuning in we're signing off till next time go giants, giants.